On today's episode of The Incredibly Awful Truth, we have actress and writer Savannah Jokel. Savannah shares her experiences of finding a spiritual synchronicity within her community of filmmakers in Los Angeles. We also talk about the value of letting go of life's borders and beginning to listen to the little truths that are telling us to get out there and take a chance. That and much more up next. kind of just dive into uh what we kind of have planned here i wanted to ask you what specifically drew you into acting as your main focus because that was kind of the the first thing that i knew from you or knew of you is that you were very prominent within um our film schools like acting scene what kind of drew you in <laughs> it honestly was kind of unexpected for me because mm-hmm. i had been going to school for journalism actually and what I yeah, no. <laughs> I was actually going down the same route because um, I know you are passionate about journalism and film, so yeah. wait, <laughs> there's wait, a similarity there. You, did, you just you just decided to break this on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay, wait, what, what it's weird. You... I I feel like it was another life almost, or just I was at a completely different place when I first uh, joined college and wow did journalism <laughs> well, what did you want to do like when you first got into journalism, i didn't even know this what were you like kind of like looking to get into i'm a huge fan of radio lab and i mm-hmm. love science-based podcasts and investigative journalism mm, like serial uh, anything to do with traveling yeah um and i wanted to just sort of explore because i i think naturally i just love the idea of storytelling and what happened was i for fun i took this um improv class to help me with interviews wow and yeah and i the first day we played this game um i think it was called bus stop mm-hmm. and you basically just have to um yeah. make someone give up their seat it's it's yeah it's like a, one of those uh weird acting games but mm-hmm. i just immediately sort of felt drawn to it and mm-hmm. uh the assistant in the class he sort of talked to me after class. He ca- uh, came up to me and he just uh, was like, have you thought about acting? And I kind of just said no, because um, I wasn't thinking about it. And and he kind of just planted this seed, this little green light that mm-hmm. rolled into something entirely different. <laughs> oh, wow. So you were so you were in that track of kind of going into um, radio and, and kind of um, broadcasting. Um, like before you even kind of got into acting so but it was through that that you kind of you started going into the the acting route right yeah i think i'm just naturally i just naturally feel connected with emotions i'm a an extremely sensitive person mm-hmm. um but i kind of use it as a strength because i just especially now i i've just sort of developed an understanding for emotions and they're just so mysterious to me. And I've thought a lot about why we have emotion in the first place and what they do for us and how they carry us as people throughout our lives. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, I feel like that only makes stronger storytellers when you start to understand different people's perspective and you kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes. 
you can then understand uh, different aspects of storytelling and it makes you a stronger storyteller at that point as well. So when you when you got into acting, was it like like boom, like I like I found like what I want to do or was it kind of like a push and pull kind of experience? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I felt like it was the slow burning kind of love for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I immediately liked it and I was drawn to it mm -hmm. because just naturally I I love the idea of, of expression and I wanted to explore more of that. And as I did, I just, <laughs> it completely changed my life, honestly. Um, and for, for the better too, um, I just... I feel like I connect to it down to the core of me, to my very soul. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Well, that I can barely get up in the morning, so we're already off to a great start. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, you have already connected to your soul. I can barely make coffee. Um, but no, that's that's amazing though that you that you feel that when you when you get on screen and or when you get in front of a camera and you can actually um put yourself in the shoes of, of whatever role and, and be in service to the story. Um, do you feel like you have like progressed through that, that feeling of acting in a sense, like, do you feel that you, you've kind of, you started at a certain point and now you're at, at another point, or do you feel like that touching of like your soul is still the same every time you get in front of a camera? You know, I think it comes in waves and mm -hmm. <laughs> it's funny because I definitely feel like whatever state you're in, whatever phase you're going through in your life kind of pours into it. So depending right. on where I've been in my life, where, you know, I feel disconnected with myself and I did a scene, you know, and I afterwards I'm like, well, that was just shit. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a wonderful way to yourself. That was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that was bullshit. And then other times I, it's weird. And, the, and like, these are the moments that I think just make me feel the most alive is, is just mm. these certain moments where I, I catch a glimpse of that perspective that I'm trying to capture mm -hmm. of, of those eyes. And it mm. just overwhelms. It, I mean, it just completely... It's almost like euphoric is that's the best word I would say. <laughs> yeah. So now because you, you currently live in LA and you have, have gone on this journey of, of figuring out what is uh, the best thing for you and, and, and acting seems to be the, the number one um, thing that takes priority for you uh, within your creative expression. How has that uh, progression um, carried on in Los Angeles? Like what is that like for um, a young individual to be in Los Angeles trying to get acting gigs. Like, can you kind of go over that experience a little bit since you, you have been yeah. for a little over a year now? Um, I mean, I will say that it's, uh, it's scary as hell when you first move <laughs> out to LA and mm -hmm. everything I, I previously thought I knew, I did not know. And mm. coming out to LA was sort of a, a wake up call, but also yeah. just the most en enriching experiences that I've had. And I uh, met, well, I was listening to this podcast of this acting mentor out in LA and I really liked it. And so I actually started taking his classes and that in itself just taught me so much, um, even mm -hmm. about memorization, because he was so good at just 
even the slightest bullshit, he could catch it. <laughs> even yeah. with, because what what he would do, he'd kind of throw things at you to see, like, are you really in tune with what's happening in this scene right now? Um, where he'd throw right. the rhythm around, and if you memorize anything based on a rhythm or based on emotion, then that sort of all goes out the window. Um, so cool. it definitely has just these endless um um experiences um and when it comes to auditions that's a whole nother thing because uh auditions are just different than than actual acting scenes right. for me i don't know it it just feels like a different world um so, so do you, so when you when we talk about you know people who like go to college and you know i'm going and I'm not saying that it's a, it's a bad idea. Obviously, like go to college; it's a good thing for you. But when you go and you learn something, especially within the arts, and really kind of in media in general, um, do you feel like not th there were spe specifics that I like you weren't ready for when you got out to Los Angeles? That it was like eye opening once you got out there. Like it was like completely different than than what you'd experienced in college. That's a good question because I do, I definitely don't regret going, mm -hmm. especially to UNLV because the community there, um, it was just so strong and mm -hmm. I met so many amazing people. And, and if anything, I, I felt some sort of security when I moved to LA because I can't imagine going there completely empty handed. And I, I had some experience rather than just kind of going in there blind. So I think it helped me just warm up. Um, and adjust to LA versus if I just would have thrown myself in there, um, just like head first. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that. So it's kind of like sorry, a good train. No, no, I was gonna say it's kind of like a, it's a good training ground. It's like you can go to your university and and get as much experience in whether it's within acting or within journalism, whatever you whatever track you decide to go down, go down and get that experience. And then once you get out in the force, it's like you have some kind of repertoire to, to lean back on and, and kind of gain more strength from. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, it definitely keeps you grounded. Um, and you, you have to stay grounded um, just because auditions can be pretty brutal. But I've also had just amazing audition experiences, not just necessarily because I got booked, but I just felt like I went somewhere in that particular audition. So now to kind of get more into uh, current events and how uh, <laughs> all those, uh, all the wonderful uh, pandemic that we've all had the pleasure of experiencing over the past year and a half. And hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, how has that uh, created any other interests for you creatively speaking? Like, is there anything that you're kind of uh, going through now that maybe this pandemic kind of brought you to? I would most definitely say yes, uh, just because when the pandemic first happened, you know, things were shutting down and mm -hmm. I felt like I moved here. I moved here several months before and sort of got the ball rolling and I was, was starting to feel more secure and like, okay, I'm doing this. Um, and then the pandemic happened and right. things and started shutting up. down. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it was just, 
but if anything, I I feel a newfound love uh, that I I mean I already loved writing before, but mm-hmm. the pandemic helped me. I just started writing a lot more and just working on creative projects with other people here in LA too. That was just a huge blessing that came out of the pandemic, um, and I just. Mm-hmm met such amazing people and the friends that I have here. I have such a wonderful support group. Um, and it's just like, I can't express enough gratitude for the people here and all the wonderful experiences that we've created together. So that's one amazing thing that, um, Definitely. a silver lining, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. So for, so for writing, what, specifically do you write is it mostly just within screenplays or do you write poetry is there any um specific or or format that you're kind of going into i love just exploring different genres um i suppose lately it's been um more of dark comedy or horror Uh, i really would love to explore horror but i've also done poems and um comedies we even did a mockumentary um about the our quarantine here in la (laughs) and it was just where can we find that (laughs) (laughs) i actually haven't posted it um i should just because it's so it's pretty ridiculous but um we i mean it was just the act of doing it that made it so rewarding we we had a blast doing it (laughs) when you uh when you write is it like do you like what's your writing process like? I, I, because I, one way that I've always kind of done it is that I always listen to music or I'll watch like something short. Like I usually won't watch something long form. I'll usually just kind of like, wa- like watch like a 30 minute episode of something and then kind of like get in like the mindset or like the, I guess the rhythm of, of dialogue, hmm. or the rhythm of comedy or whatever it is. How, what's your writing process like? Like, is it usually like a cup of coffee and like, like, like sadness or like happiness? Like, what it like? Like what's, <laughs> what's the start of that day or the start of that it's, day with writing? It's actually kind of similar with what you said about music. I, music is a gateway. I just see music as it's, oh God, like I love music so much. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I just see it as this incredible gateway into just all of these fragments. And I, I almost feel like I swim through once I get through the gateway, I'm like swimming around and I'm collecting all these fragments and it's just like a jigsaw puzzle. And it's always like quick images that will come up and it's very random for me. I'll just get them everywhere. But I, whenever I meditate, I also have gotten some of the most insane uh, fragments that I to this day I just keep very close to my heart and um like I want to try to make it um cuz the scary part is I collect these fragments but it's the act of putting it all together and then hoping that oh. I can communicate that to the audience somehow. That's always the hardest part for me. Interesting. So th- so when you have these ideas in your head and then they're kind of like floating there. I can I can definitely relate to this because like when you start listening to music it's like those ideas kind of like start popping in your head. Like, do you, do you see one specific scene in your head and then you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to run with that. Or sometimes see- it's more yeah. of a feeling. Um, mm. Sorry. I feel like I interrupted you right there. Mm-hmm. You're good. Um, you're good it's, 
it's weird because like I said, I, I feel so connected to emotion. Like I just feel things intensely, but I used to just hate that. And <laughs> now I, especially yeah. after the pandemic, I, I almost embrace it. And I surrender to whatever emotions I'm feeling because usually something chaotic and wonderful comes out of it, um, like a good chaotic. <laughs> mm -hmm. But usually it's it's a certain emotion and sometimes it's very abstract or it has to do with colors or textures. And then other times it's just a very strong, really specific image or just certain lighting. And it creates this mystery to me and and there's something because different images come up and and there's certain ones you know that you you immediately feel something from that and mm -hmm. you're like what yeah what does this right. mean what can i do yeah. with this why did that just touch my soul like why, <laughs> <laughs> why does my soul feel so penetrated right now <laughs> oh 100 like there's there's one scene um specifically for me in um God, it was it was earlier last year and I was sitting with uh my mom watches like these two babies in my house. Like they they just live here. Like they just they're just here for hours on end and I just have Peppa Pig and Disney Plus on all the time. And I was at a very, you know, you you know you're talking about feeling and you're talking about um, you know, the human experience in in its kind of full form. I was in a very uh I I don't want to say like like kind of like imposter ish kind of like mode in my life where I was like doing things that I didn't quite know if I was doing them right, but I'm doing them anyway. So I don't really know uh, how I'm exactly feeling. And I was watching a scene out of Monsters University. Okay. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> usually like most people, like when they have like that like hard hitting moment, it's like, yeah, I was watching like a razor head or something, you know, like, <laughs> or, or, I was just or, watching that the other night. I, there you go. See, like, you know, like mine was Monsters University. So I was like watching it and like Sully says something that's just so like, like, oh my God, you know, that feeling of just like, why did that just like touch me in that way? And I don't know, it, it's a, it's an interesting um, concept to think that all that kind of comes from um, your, your initial feeling of, of what you're going through in your human experience and how that's translated through art. So I don't know. That's yeah, and how it's shared through your relationships as well. And I, I also mm -hmm. feel like the pandemic sort of helped me connect to my emotions, but also it it just felt more synchronized with because I think a lot of people felt the same way. And I just remember getting in the car with uh, like my roommate Christina, mm -hmm. um, and then my other roommate Mike and. We'd all just sort of, I could just tell we were on the same page. We just sort of feel the same and we didn't even need to say anything to each other. You know, we'd all oh. feel each other's emotions in the car, whether it was just so like relaxed and joyful or other times just more contemplative and a little bit, you know, more quiet as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like the more that you share that with people, the stronger your relationships are and really kind of in the end, the stronger your art is. I think that those two uh, are, are intrinsically uh, intertwined. And that kind of leads me to my, uh, the next question. What do you think is the most important part of creating a successful move to Los Angeles? Like, what is that integral part? Like you, like you get there and you're in this mass amounts of just chaos 
everywhere. <laughs> and, and part <laughs> of it, you know, there's, there's TikTokers running around and there's people, you know, with millions of dollars and there's people with nothing. And, you know, it, it's this very, very chaotic stew of a place. What makes, or what do you feel is the most successful part uh, or what makes that a successful move to that environment? Um, <laughs> sorry, that's a can big I cuss? Question. Can sorry. I cuss on here? Absolutely. <laughs> I think I already have, but run a podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Um, honestly, just I would say just fucking surrender. Just <laughs> surrender to the chaos. <laughs> just let it sink in. Um, yeah. and then just have no fucking expectations, like. <laughs> <laughs> we're going off on the f-bombs yeah and off. i swear that the second you do green lights will start to appear right it's like people come out here and and i get in this mode too where it's such a i feel such a need because i feel such mm -hmm. a lack but the yeah. second you just let go of that and it's more of well i want but not necessarily need I just, that's when things become more fluid. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that really in that kind of environment, it, it helps you get, like get, like get through it, you know? And in the end, that's kind of what success is. I mean, it's really what you want it to be, but to understand that you, you can change your mindset into like what you said, instead of you, how did you say it again? You said changing from what you need and then into what you want. Is that correct? Is that how you saw it? Yeah, because the it it lowers the expectations, and I I felt this change with with auditions because when I first came out here, I could feel I was sort of in my head, and every audition, you know, I would blow it out of proportion and just have these really just <laughs> like skyrocketing expectations, um, and it would just right. kill me. And it just got to a point where I just started telling myself just no expectations before every audition. And I swear that the second I started <laughs> living by that is when I started getting a lot more the callbacks. The universe, <laughs> give her callbacks. It's yeah, <laughs> it's almost like they can sense it, you know? They're like, yeah. oh, wait, this person doesn't seem needy. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I definitely felt like I, I just came across needy at first. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's, I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing. Like, I think that's just kind of natural because like, you know, when you make that move, it's, it's exciting, you know, and, and you want to succeed and you want to, you know, um, see what's, what can actually happen. And, and you it can, it kind of tends to bleed through your personality or how you do in, in auditions and things like that. But it seems like the more that you, you just don't give a fuck. <laughs> see now you got me doing it. Now, i now. swear that is exactly yeah you just got to have that mentality like right just do not give a fuck because it really does change your demeanor especially with auditions uh right. where you just sort of go to new places and you don't feel as much of a resistance anymore mm. it's almost liberating you know yeah absolutely so what do you think the mystique of la is like to you because like, I mean, I kind of mentioned like what it is. It's kind of one of these weird cosmopolitan places where you have so much, I mean, like economic diversity and uh, you have um, 
different uh, industries that are are thriving in in Los Angeles. What do you what do you experience on like that day to day basis of this mystique? <laughs> you know, like like I don't know, like yeah. I, what is it? You know, like because I've been there before too, and you, you just feel it. Like for some reasons, it's like I need to go buy like Birkenstocks like right now. Oh like, I yes. To- I need to go do it's this. It's <laughs> weird because when you when you first move to LA, it just feels like just this massive vast <laughs> place of just utter chaos of both dark energy but also there's a smoothness and and lightness about it and and then as mm. you adapt, you start to see all the little parts of LA, how they're all mm. different but how they interweave together and and it just feels like everything in LA is chaotic down to the molecular level. But I, mm-hmm. I just, like I said, I feel like once you embrace it, then it doesn't really control you anymore. Mm-hmm. At least the fear of it doesn't. And I've just had some of the, even the little things in LA, you know, I, LA is such a, I, I think it's a wonderful place. Um, just even at night, you know, just certain like little, details about it when you roll down your window at night and it's just that cool air and mm-hmm. the smell of jasmine as you're driving down um you know you're in hollywood and just driving down um yeah <laughs> the road it's a beautiful feeling i don't know i've always anytime i don't know there's some there is something to uh rolling your windows down in la <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah it's for sure it's so mystical there and I like I just went up to Griffith Observatory, um mm. the Griffith Observatory and even up there it's just it's so mystical and magical at night and Yeah. No. I there's just so much creative energy that you can feel all around you. I did want to get into um, a little bit deeper into when you started to see, uh, we kind of talk about like these green lights in life and when you started to see those guiding you towards moving to Los Angeles, what was that like? Was it like, were you always like, I'm going to LA, I have to do this. I want to do this. Or was it more like, yeah, that's something I'm interested in, but we'll see if I get there. And did those green lights kind of start happening at that point? Like walk me through that uh, before you actually made that that decision. I think at first it was a microscopic desire <laughs> uh, where, <laughs> very tiny. I, I, you know, I just it was just very subtle. Mm, it might be cool to move to L.A. You know, I wonder what that would be like. And how much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, well, I don't because, you know, of course, there's all these obstacles you start thinking about because it's expensive and it's chaotic and you don't know what you're going to do necessarily when you first go out you know it's like how am I going to plan this Mm -hmm. but I honestly felt I had to gain red lights and a lot of them sort of sprung upon me in order to get the green light to go to LA and the timing of it felt right to me uh, at that point mm-hmm. because it 
it kind of almost ended. Like I said, it started as this microscopic, you know, almost like a whisper. And then it just, Mm -hmm. by the end, it was just screaming, just go, just go to LA, just get your ass, (laughs) you know, pack your shit, just go. (laughs) And I just, because it just felt, I just kind of felt like I hit a brick wall. Do you, do you think it's just Like, do you think that this, like going to LA, like, do you think like, yeah, that's a good question? You know, yeah. when I first moved out here, uh, someone that I, I had met out here, we were talking about that. And she said something that definitely just sort of reverberated for mm-hmm. me. She said that L.A. has a way of bringing certain people out here. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I think we can both agree. Uh, we both know a particular uh uh, human being that uh, we both know that recently made that move, and yeah, that that he he's another one that I like. I don't know when the pandemic hit, he kind of uh, you know he was he was doing something else, and he was kind of like he was planning on doing this, and then the pandemic blew up. But as it was happening, it was like even as a pan a global pandemic is hitting the earth, <laughs> L.A. <laughs> Still reached out and grabbed this man and brought him into the belly of the beast. You know, like I, I completely agree with you. I think that these places almost like, like you said, they kind of whisper, but I, I think they, they almost uh, start, you know, yelling at you to, to, to be there. Um, so yeah. I, agree I know exactly who you're talking about. And yeah. I for sure called him out here mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt, just from what I've seen and, I would tell him. Yeah, it's you know, fascinating. Dude, you're gonna just give it time. like you're gonna go. Like he like <laughs> like like literally one thing after another. He's like, yeah, well, this person is you know kind of thinking about bringing me. But I was like, dude, you might just get your stuff ready. Like it's yeah. happening. He, um, I think he manifested it somehow. He. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that brings up another interesting point? Do you think that? Do you believe that there are? there's a movement of thought out there that people have to go to certain places to achieve a certain amount of success in their field. Right. Mm. Uh, do you feel it's something negative for those that may not know exactly what they want and they need more time to digest that? Or do you feel like that move is always a good thing? It's such a good question because I do, like I said, LA is full of just energy. It's full of chaos. So with that being said, it opens you up to just experiences that you've never even thought you could have. But I I do believe you also need to be careful because there is a sort of darkness here as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, like, I don't want to say that it, it is like a specific, like you have to know yeah. what you want because i mean there was a time where i came out here at first and i felt very lost and i didn't know what i was doing at one point but i swear that if you just keep going then that feeling it all passes anyways you know um if you just yeah. keep going you'll eventually find your feet on the ground hopefully and and i wish that for everyone who comes out here and just really believe in yourself um and trust your intuition. That's a huge one out here mm. that I've learned as well to really trust your intuition. And if something doesn't feel right, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
Do you um have you ran into uh, a wonderful soul in Los Angeles that you feel like they maybe came out too early or do you think or you know what I mean like do you feel like like when you have you met anybody where it's like maybe this isn't for you? It's hard to even I these are the hard questions, Savannah. I yeah, this is, this is this is a toughie. This is I haven't met anyone. <laughs> We're getting deep. Sorry. It is. This is getting real deep, but yeah. I love it. Um. <laughs> it's the real. It's the incredibly awful truth. That's that's why that's why we do this. We we dig down in, into uh, the deep nuances of of what it what it means to make these decisions because there's so many you know young adults who are going into. Sorry, I'm going on a rant right now. I'm sorry. Oh but no, I love it. There's there's so many, you know, young adults who go into these situations and there's there is no I mean, I shouldn't say that there isn't guidance because there has to be like we've talked about before in, in earlier in this episode, is like, you know, there's a certain amount of, okay, fuck it, I'm going, you know, I'm gonna do this, you know, and there's a certain level of, well, I have to do this at possibly the right time or when it calls me. So there's always like this weird dichotomy of feeling. And I, I'm just, I'm just curious to see if, if you've ran into anybody that like, you know, maybe this is not the right, you know, journey. Here's what I think. Um, it just sort of came to me. Mm-hmm. If you come out to LA and if you truly do not love film, if you come out to LA for film and you do not love it with all your being, it will be a rough road for you. I will say yeah. that. Uh I, if you come out here for reasons of money or right. fame, you mm-hmm. will go through a rough road. <laughs> <laughs> it will yeah. be very tricky. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, Thomas, uh, Thomas Middleditch, he's, uh, he was on, um, what's it called? Uh, he was on the episode, not the episode, the, uh, the series on HBO Max, uh, Silicon Valley. And mm-hmm. he kind of talked about uh, how, people like when they go out there and they they want to achieve like fame and millions of dollars and you know all these different things uh he talks about how you know he wishes that they could see like his amount of fame and he's like i'm not a household name you know like <laughs> i'm not i'm not anyone yet and i have you know some success in hollywood like i've i've been on shows or whatever but you know i wish that they could take a look at from my perspective because they would actually see what that really means you know like what that 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 lifestyle really means and i thought that that was a really interesting point because you know we think about you know going to la and and yes there are amazing you know uh incredible uh uh, aspects of it that that you and i have, have have both have both experienced but there's also this idea that if you don't go out there with the wrong if you go out there with the wrong intentions you could be setting yourself up for something that ultimately doesn't reward you with the success that you want and ultimately kind of hurts yeah. you would you agree definitely la is is like a city of mirrors to me that's kind of how i see it because your intentions will depending on what they are they will manifest somehow and but like in a way that like if you come out for for just money then you can only go so far with that like right just because i've met people out here who have been in film for a long time and mm-hmm. i can just tell that they've become robotic 
yeah. I can just tell that the passion that maybe they once had, they don't because it's become more of a money sort of um, aspiration for them. I want to thank Savannah for joining me on the podcast. We had a wonderful chat and really just a, a great time overall. Hopefully her insights have given you some green lights or maybe some red ones. I don't know. Sometimes self-reflection is really important when you're making major life decisions. I want to say thank you again for listening to this episode of The Incredibly Awful Truth. You can follow me on Instagram at ryanis.ok. If you want to be on the podcast yourself, send me a message, and I would love to talk to you about your experience of joining this crazy industry within the media. Thank you very much. Thank you.